This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by AXA. That's AXA.com. Advice, retirement, and life insurance. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and here we go with another solo show. It's just going to be you and me. I'm going to talk about marketing strategy. This is one that really gets under my skin a little bit. Google the term marketing strategy and even Google doesn't know what marketing strategy is because you're going to see a bunch of posts that list 57 marketing strategies to grow your business. And if you click on that, you're going to find a whole list of tactics, things to do. That is not strategy. So what is strategy? Well, it's not Facebook posts. It's not social media. It's not paid ads. It's not writing content. Those are all tactics. Those are all things you do in order to execute on your strategy. But if you don't have a strategy in the first place, then you're just going to guess at what maybe some of those things should be that you do. So let's go today deeply into what I call strategy first. So the first element is who is your ideal client? You need to understand that deeply. And I'm going to suggest probably much more narrowly than you might think about it today. If you're a tax preparer, not everyone who has a tax return to be done is your ideal client. Now, maybe some of them are, but who and what makes them ideal for your type of work? If you charge a lot more than, say, the corner store that opens up and does a $49 tax return, then people who really love $49 tax returns are probably not your ideal client. Look at your existing client base. Who's most profitable? Who refers business to you? What are the common characteristics that you find around those clients that you find yourself saying, hey, if I had 10 or 15 more of these, life would be great. Now, that doesn't mean that's the only person you're going to serve, but your marketing messaging, your website should be designating that that's who you work with, that that's who you can get the greatest result for. Now, the next piece to understand is what problem do you solve? And once you can understand that, what promise then can your brand make to solve that problem? And here's what I mean by this. Somebody who needs a tree cut down or somebody who needs a lawn service to show up, their belief is that if you're a tree service, if you're a lawn service, you can show up and probably do those things uh, adequately. May or may not be true, but that's going to be the assumption. So if your website says, we do lawns for low cost, or we cut down trees, we've been in business 50 years. Well, it doesn't really tell me anything about the problem I have. Most homeowners, check this for yourself, <laughs> the biggest problem they have with services that they are going to hire is that it's a real hassle to wait sometime between 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. <laughs> for somebody to show up. So somebody who shows up on time, cleans the job site up, I don't really have to hassle. They make it easy for me to pay them. Those are the problems I have. So the service that 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 says we show up on time, we clean up the job site every time, uh, those are the people that are addressing the problems that I have. And so that needs to be, if I were working with one of those services, that would be their core message that I would develop for them. They would have nothing to do with the fact that we've been in business or that we have the most lawnmowers. It would be about solving problems, promising to solve problems. Now, at some point, I'm going to want to know how you do that. 
So now we can go deeper into all the things that you do that are wonderful. Uh, but that's the first part. And that's something that, that, that needs to be above the fold on your site. That is an element of strategy because it allows you to clearly differentiate your business in a way that I care about. So that's your core message. Now, all of the rest of the brand elements need to support this. If you really are leaning on what great service or what the great experience is like with you, well, your website better be a great experience. Your graphics, your colors, all of those need to say that as well. Now, the next step, so that's step one, your ideal client, your core message. The next step is how can you use content then to become the voice of that strategy? So in other words, I'm not looking for a description of your product or your service. Now, at some point, I may be when I'm getting ready to buy, but I, again, want to know how you can solve my problems, how you're there for me. Now, a lot of times when somebody goes out searching for, let's use our lawn service again. If I'm going out searching for somebody to maybe take care of my lawn, I may not have decided I'm going to hire a lawn company. I may first just be trying to determine how do I create a better lawn? <laughs> how do I create the perfect lawn for my city. So if so to in order to use content as the voice of strategy, I would create the perfect the guide to the perfect lawn in Kansas City. And that guide would be something we call a hub page and you can um, we'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, but the, it's it's a practice building these hub pages has become a very very substantial practice for us. And so I uh, suggest that you google um, hub pages duct tape marketing if you want to try to find that. But, uh, but obviously, we'll have it in the show notes uh, on duct tape marketing as well, how to build an actual uh, hub page. But what will happen now is this hub page will rank for somebody who's looking for the guide to the perfect lawn. And that person now will develop a relationship. They'll understand. And, and certainly, ultimately, some of them will say, okay, now I've got all the information I need to create a perfect lawn. But a great deal of them will say, you know what? These folks seem to have figured it out. Why don't I just hire them to create the perfect lawn? Because they seem to know a lot about it. So what I've done there is I've attracted somebody who really isn't necessarily looking to buy my products and services, but they're, they come to understand that I'm somebody that they can trust, that, that I've got answers to their questions. And so that really leads us uh, to the third part of strategy is that if we're going to develop this core message, this promise, we're going to use strategy to guide people through every step of doing business with our business. This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by AXA. It's time to start giving life insurance the credit it deserves. It's because life insurance can be so much more than protection for you and your family. It can also help you live, keep, and potentially build more cash value over time. To learn how, go to AXA.com. That's A-X-A.com. I know you've heard me talk time and time again about something called the marketing hourglass. We have to set our businesses up to guide customers the way they want to buy in all the stages. And they're, and, and they're buying questions and they're buying objectives in each of those stages changes. So again, if you like to Google, but we'll have it in the show notes, just Google the marketing hourglass, duct tape marketing, and you'll find more information than you ever care to consume about this idea of guiding the customer journey and stages. But ultimately, we have seven stages. No like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. 
And when we're working with folks, what we'll do is we'll take each of those stages and say, okay, if somebody didn't know about your business, how do you think they would find a business like yours? So again, let's stay with the lawn service. (laughs) They would probably Google. I mean, that's 99% of the answer. But they might also go to their next door neighbor. They might look for signs. They might see your trucks. I mean, that's those are ways in which people would come to know about a business like yours. So we might just list, okay, well then, you know, it's turn to a search engine. It's ask a neighbor. Um, It's It's, you know, look around who's doing, you know, who do I see around there in town? So, I mean, those are all the ways. So then we go to like and to trust and to try and to buy. And ultimately, uh, what we're trying to describe there is all the stages. So a lot of people get the idea of, okay, well, yeah, search engine. But then once they find your website, you know, like becomes what do they find when they go there? Trust becomes do they see other people uh, know, like, and trust you? Uh, what's the try experience like? And that might just be get a quote is, is you know, ultimately a lot of times when we're uh, working with an organization, you know, that is a way that we try them. I mean, how they respond, how the website acts, you know, what the form does. I mean, those are those are little ways in which we're trying out that business. So the the, the idea is we'll go through all these stages and, and ultimately we get to buy and repeat and refer. Well, those are many times those are internal stages. What's the experience like? How do we onboard a new customer? How do we communicate with a customer? How do we review whether or not they're getting the results that they wanted. Those are all processes that that the buyer still goes through. And so we have to make sure, you know, what would they what would make a great experience when they bought? What would make them want to buy more? Um, and and you get in the buyer's head about how they would like to do that through all of those stages. And then and and then the logical sort of next step is we turn around and go, okay, if they told us they turned to search engines or they asked their friends and neighbors, you know, what do we have to be doing as a business? Well, we have to have that guide to the perfect lawn in Kansas City because that's going to make us show up in the search engines. And we have to, our site has to load and look great on mobile. Um, our, we have to have testimonials there and other, other, you know, businesses maybe that we do business with so that they can start beginning to trust us. We need to be in the social platforms and everywhere so that when they do Google and, and try to search around about, you know, our particular business, that they're going to find uh, information in lots of places that shows, yes, we are a company that, that, that they want to do business with. So we need to fill in the gaps and we need to create kind of the whole roadmap for what we do in marketing. And that's one of the beautiful things about this idea of the marketing hourglass is it actually allows you, in some cases, we'll create an entire year plan of projects because there are things we need to do to fill in the gaps, to to build processes, obviously to get more content going. So once we build this, we have the ideal customer. We know what the core message and the promise we're going to give. We're going to, we, we've determined how we're going to use content to really become the voice of strategy. And we map out how our customer actually buys or wants to buy and how we can then fill in the gaps and, and make sure that we're doing the things that, that meets them in each of those stages. That's marketing strategy. That's going to be our way to stick a flag in the sand and say, this is how we're going to compete. This is how we're going to be different. Now we can start to think about tactics. And that's what we do. We ultimately build, in fact, this is something 
uh, that we do every day for clients. And if you want to find out more about it, again, we'll have it in the show notes. But we have an engagement called Strategy First where we'll do this process. We'll interview your clients. We will look at your competitive landscape. We'll build a, a not only an ideal client persona or personas, but a core message and a promise to deliver on the biggest problem that your client has. We'll map out a hub page for you. We'll map out how you make content, the voice of strategy, and we'll go through this exercise of the marketing hourglass so that you can have a very firm foundation then on how to build your tactics, on actually how to move your marketing forward based on a solid strategy. So if you'd like to find out a little more about that, again, you can find it in the show notes or just Google strategy first duct tape marketing and schedule a consultation to uh, to talk about a time that uh, we might be able to do this for you. I hope this has changed your view of what strategy is uh, because I believe and have believed now for several decades that this is the key way for you to stand out and for you to differentiate your business and also to have control of your marketing and know that what you're doing is based in a solid strategy. All right, that's it for now. We love those reviews. And uh, let me know what else you'd like me to cover in these solo podcasts. I get a lot of feedback from folks telling me that they enjoy these, and I'm going to keep doing them. All right, take care, everyone.